The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello all and welcome once again to Black Mental Matters. It's your boy Vince The Voice and guess who is back? Makiba Reed Johnson is back with us everyone and the crowd goes crazy. And uh, hey, it's uh, springtime is in the air now, pollen's everywhere and we are ready to hit the streets. I did say streets, but first we gotta get past this COVID. We got to get past this and I understand why there's some hesitancy in our black community. 2020 study found that black babies were three times more likely to survive if they were cared for by a black doctor than a white one. In 2010, minority women were forced to be sterilized in the U.S. prison system. Just months ago, a black doctor, a Dr. Susan Moore, spoke about getting racist treatment when she was being hospitalized for COVID, and then she succumbed to the infection. Well, between the mistrust, the misinformation, and COVID management that has not always looked at us, I think it's getting in a better direction now. How surprising is it that uh, black communities have lower vaccine acceptance? I got mine, how about you? How can uh, public health officials help change the factors and in individual emotions to raise that vaccine uptake so we can get back out in these streets? Well, McKeever and I, we're gonna chop that up for you right now. And uh, hey, let's get back together, all right? It's Black Middle Matters. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm telling you, she's black. She's back. Oh, man, I just need a stack. It is none other than Bakiba Reed Johnson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, this is why you're my friend. What? 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 We just all... Ladies and gentlemen, oh Lord, just another Delaware. Oh, Makima, how you doing? Oh, I can't stop. I can't stop. This got to keep. Oh my gosh, you, you are such good people. I, I, I'm hanging in there, Vince. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm yes. hanging in there. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, to be back on board on um, Black Mental Matters. This is mine and your, I think, first podcast this year. Wow, you're right. I think, Since yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. So Happy New Year, Happy Anniversary, girl. <laughs> it's an anniversary Christmas. and Christmas plans, <laughs> all that good stuff. And uh, looks like um, you know things are getting better, and, and it's definitely better uh, to have you back, uh, Makiba, with Aww. such a great spirit and knowledge, and you know I, all those letters behind your name and all. I'm I'm laughing, but I am serious as a heart attack, (laughs) as they say. Um, So so people uh, prepare yourselves because Makiba's back and boy, Makiba, you know, let's let's just jump right into it. I I, I don't want to. We were on a peak, but I got to bring it to the real. Do you know Uh already 30 million cases of this covid stuff has hit America? Right. Five hundred and fifty thousand plus deaths because of this COVID, right? Right. And yes, just like everything else, when there's something bad, it it affects the black community even more. Disproportionately Absolutely. impacts us. Absolutely. Um and, and this is coming up on a year now. Well, this month was March was you know, the, the annual anniversary of, you know, when we first started having the conversations about 
COVID and shutdown and gyms were closed and businesses were closed and they closed assisted living mm. places. So I mean, it's been a year and it's been a lot, but particularly for black folks, just, just like you said, Vince, you know, black people are three times more likely than whites to get COVID. So mm. that that's number one. And, and then there's also a, a race class yes. uh, thing that, you know, that, that we have to look at too, that less affluent people are doubly disadvantaged. It's harder for poor black people to remain socially distant if yep. you have to still get on the bus yep. or the train to go to work every day or if you're still in customer service where yep. you're on the front line yep. or you're a healthcare worker. So there, there have been a lot of people, and my heart goes out to them, Vince, there have been a lot of people whose work schedule remained exactly the same yes. throughout COVID. And, and my hat goes off to those people and my prayers are definitely with those people because I don't see, I I couldn't have gone through everything I went through last year and maintained a nine to five, 40 hour week work schedule. Yes. So I just, I don't know how these folks did it, but, but yeah, but it just like what you just said, we are, we are impacted disproportionately with this whole pandemic and it's been a year and now we're starting to come out of it. So this is the conversation that, you know, you and I are about to have. Well, I tell you, and there is a silver lining. I want to just uh, uh, say in everything because the racial inequalities have been exposed big time. Yes. The healthcare system infected with biases that proven to affect mm -hmm. the way black patients are treated. Our criminal mm -hmm. justice system used to enforce stay-at-home orders, going so far as the ticket, fine, and arrest folks not practicing social. I'm looking at a brother down there in Miami. Wow. I know they shouldn't be down there in Miami, but all I'm seeing is, <laughs> is brothers getting arrested down there in Miami. Oh, you no. know, at sole discretion of the police. Students mm -hmm. who relied on school meals going hungry because they're not in school. Ooh, parents who don't have the luxury, as you say, of working from home, how they gonna keep mm -hmm. the lights on and the water running? It is just yeah. on and on. And then our young people, our kids, mm -hmm. I mean, what they're going through who who need that connecting with others to feel good about themselves and, and now this social connecting, they, they can't do that. By us, you know, we already know, but now it's been illuminated. And right. hopefully because we got this new president in office, we can mm -hmm. get some things happening, but we still got to let, I mean, because it is affecting our psyche in more ways than we know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the, the, the overview of years from now, when this is in the past and black people collectively look at, you know, the year 2020 and COVID, we are also looking at the fact that Vince, black Americans had to combat COVID mm -hmm. and systemic racism yes. and survive a presidential administration that gave white supremacy a Ooh. green light. And that is and our enemy. Hold on. Hold that thought. White <laughs> uh -oh. supremacy is the enemy. It is not racism Absolutely. because they, oh, a, thank you. You see what I'm saying? Because yes. of that white supremacy <laughs> thought mind, then they start uh, uh, doing racist stuff, but it's white absolutely. supremacy. Okay, continue. Please. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And, and also the financial hardships yes. that black people underwent during the, the economic crisis. I mean, we we have layers on top of layers. And, you know, you host boxing matches, Vince. So you've seen what happens when a person has been set up by some punches, you know, tagged yeah. with a couple of punches. And then that 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 last little punch comes in after being set up and it just knocks the person out. That's kind of how COVID-19 felt last year. It was just one blow after the other, after the other. Black people 
at, at you know March, April, May, June, hmm. our safe spaces didn't even exist anymore because we were you know at home, social distancing, and then you're trying to be online, trying to check on your family members, and your your news your news feed pops up where somebody where you who you thought was a friend is hmm. you know saying outrageous, culturally insensitive, yes. you know thoughts and. Hmm. Uh, content that is in alignment with white supremacy. And so a lot of black people after on top of everything else they were dealing with, with whether it was deaths in the family, them being sick themselves, economic hardships, then you're finding out people that you've aligned yourself with. Yes. Don't give a damn about you. I mean, that that was probably one of the most eye opening situations that I feel like collectively black people experienced on on social media during the pandemic. And that that was very hard for a lot of people because a lot of people lost what they thought were some good friends. Yeah. Yeah. You speaking to the choir. I did this. I had to do some cleansing. And and then I saw you going off and I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And then, you know, you have to keep digging into your, you look at your friend list and you got, you know, a couple thousand or something. So wait a minute. I ain't heard nothing from this person. Right. And then you go to their page. What? Are you serious? My man. It's a Confederate flag. All lives matter. Yes. Oh my God. It is so, and so, you know, us as a people, not not to mention, you know, this voting stuff that's going on now, you know, oh, with the laws to keep us goodness. from voting. I mean, it is a full frontal attack. However, 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 first let's acknowledge and then, uh, you know, we're going to try to give some solutions before our time uh, 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 clicks out today. Something else mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about just for a moment because we're trying to come out of COVID. All right. They got mm-hmm. these vaccinations. It ain't a vaccination. It ain't an evacuation. It's a vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> I done heard these things called man they got them evacuations down there at uh, Kroger no it's a vaccination and uh, I've had mine and and so me too you know uh, it's, it's gonna help us folks to come out of this thing However, people want to keep using like stuff like uh, Tuskegee as a, as a scapegoat. You know, oh right. Lord, I mean, and you know what? I understand that, but you know what, folks? It ain't about the Tuskegee that's got us all uh, hesitant. It's what happened to me yesterday. <laughs> you Thank know what I'm saying? You. It's what happened. Absolutely. We ain't tripping out still about all them other them, them sto- not stories, history. We talking about what you did to us yesterday, what you're doing to Absolutely. us today. Absolutely. And and that's where the mistrust in the government yes. comes from, especially after the heels of coming out of the Trump administration, yes. where you didn't know what was the truth concerning this vaccine and this virus. Yes. You're absolutely right. They're confusing the hesitancy with uh, with refusal. And they're, they're two separate things. If, if you, you know, talk to us, talk to us in a certain way, let us know. I mean, I see it's kind of hard, especially when you see someone who's in a nursing outfit talking about she's not going to get the thing. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Heavy, absolutely. You know. No, you're absolutely right. And and I, I wanted to bring this up. A woman by the name of Dr. Kismika Corbett Kismika. is a research fellow and, and scientific lead at the National Institute of, of Health. And she has been on the front lines in working with a team of scientists who helped study the Moderna vaccine. And, you know, of course, we know that now this this is one of the three vaccines that have been passed and have been okayed. And Dr. Kismika Corbett is now trying to 
encourage black people to get this vaccine. And and what I want people to really get from this podcast when they listen to it, Vince, is of course that it was horrible what happened with the Tuskegee experiment. And there 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 have been other cases and instances in healthcare where blacks have been mistreated and used as guinea pigs in, in, in research and unethical practices. But we have to remember that because of those instances that black people, young black people wanted to go to medical school and they wanted to study and 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 get into the, the field of medicine and healing and to be in a position where they can make a difference where this doesn't happen because if you have black doctors and you have oversight where black people are involved in research this is what makes a difference and I mean her name is Kizmika, for for goodness sake. I mean, yes. this is our girl. <laughs> That's right. And, That's and right. she she actually had had a quote, and she said, "I want to make it clear that the work that we have been doing for so long, I personally stand by it, essentially with all of my being." I mean, so so when we look at where we are now, we can't always go back to the past. Right. Like, you know, like there's no progress. We are in individually. I mean, Kismika, her name is Dr. Kismika Corbett. And for her to now be down in history as being one of the lead scientists to help this vaccine come out, Vince, this is a big deal. And hopefully she has as much weight as a celebrity that might go out there and, and, and say, hey, you know, the vaccine is fine. Go on and get it. I mean, I've been vaccinated, Vince. My mom has been vaccinated. Um, my um, husband and my kids are getting vaccinated Wednesday. Awesome. It, it's right. And it's not just about you. It's about others around you. And, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons we started this podcast as it related mm-hmm. to mental health, we talked about, you know, encouraging uh, young folks to get into the medical field. That's what we need. We need that Kismika. We need Dr. Tyrone. We need Dr. You know, folks that look like us, a more diverse Absolutely. medical workforce, providers yes. who are trained to be anti-racist. I mean, start it now. Now that we know, come on, Absolutely. let's start with, you know, do that training and, and increase those efforts to reduce those disparities. That will that will further us along. And that will help us come out of this because, hey, this is COVID, but it, it may be something else, that, you know, next week. Who okay. knows? That's right. No, you're you're absolutely right. There's also a, a doctor here in Atlanta. Her name is Dr. Nicole Peoples, and she's with Wellstar Health at um Windy Hill. She she's advocating for African Americans to take the vaccine, and she says, and this this is this is a quote from her. She says, "This isn't just about you. It's about the grandmother you're going to see, or yes. your mother who could end up in a hospital because you didn't take." precautions. So this should be seen as something where we in the black community are compliant with getting this vaccine to keep our community yes. safe, to keep ourselves safe. Yes. Absolutely. We have to demand, I think, also to for the CDC and, and health departments include race in their data because mm-hmm. there is a difference in the way we're going to respond to stuff than, say, folks who have that, uh, you know, kind of more privileged uh, uh, thoughts. We, we just kind of come into things kind of wary anyway, wondering why 
why we, we, we're doing a study and working with the NAACP. We're doing a study now trying to figure out why brothers don't uh, vote. I mean, uh, there was a lot of votes for this last time. Not trying to change the set, but, but the study mm-hmm. will show. No, you're we want right. to find out what's the reason. So the same thing as it relates to our health care and uh, mm-hmm. definitely uh, our mental health and, and, and of course, getting this vaccine that's supposed to save us all. We, we, we need this thing Absolutely. in order to get back together again. Absolutely. And and when you think about everything that we've come through, I've, I've had this conversation with my mom after we lost my dad last year, to, to think about everything that you've come through, not just last year, but just, you know, being the ancestor of a slave and going through, you know, looking at what your parents went through, looking at what your grandparents have gone through, looking at what you have gone through and with with the systemic racism, being nervous when you're getting pulled over by the police because you don't know if you're going to come out out of it alive. And then for you to then say, well, I'm not going to get this vaccine. Like I, (laughs) this, this cannot be the literal hill that you die on after everything else that you have endured to try to preserve yourself, especially people who, who are saying, Vince, and, and I, I, I got to be real about this, the people that are saying, well, I don't know what's in it. Right. You don't know what's in the Big Mac and you don't know what's in the, the hot Cheetos. <laughs> that, that can of, uh, of beverage you're drinking and your brews and your, and your alcohol. Right. I mean, you don't know. That's right. That's right. You are so right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So if you are just a staunt person that is like, hey, I'm just very particular about what goes into my body and it's my choice. Okay. That I can understand. But if you're also eating fast food and, you know, getting high and and doing a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, eating foods that aren't good for you, not exercising, don't try to tell me that you're concerned about this vaccine because Mm. you're not. That's right. You don't know what you're smoking. You can't have it both ways. That's right. You don't know what you've been smoking. All you know is. No, you don't. (laughs) Unless you grow it yourself. You don't know. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what it's doing to you on top of that, too. You know, what it's doing to you. you Yes, we have to address this distrust uh, that is is going on because that distrust also leads to more emotional distress, depression, anxiety, exclusion. You you walking around, riding around, you know the whole world is against me. And that, that that's, is not yeah. the case. We got to take ownership of these things. These are our communities. This is our mental matters, black mental Absolutely. matters. Um, Absolutely. We also, uh, McKee, we got to get our political and medical leadership, reach out to folks and, and uh, talk to, I guess what? Uh, people like uh, fraternity sororities, house of worship, yes. community centers, who to ensure that critical messages about this stuff gets out to the community through trusted community networks. Hey, I like Dr. Fauci. I think he's I cool. But if his name would have been Dr. Farah, uh, Farrakhan or something, you know, I'd or make Dr. List Umar. <laughs> you know, Dr. Umar, <laughs> my, uh, you know, or whatever. I mean, we, we got to use those methods that really reach yes. us. You are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You as the uh, public health uh, a professional that you are, you also know that, uh, you know, the social distancing has been essential in preventing it, but it's having an adverse effect on our mental and emotional well-being as well. There are some things that we can do to battle that, like, um, I don't know, uh, get some outdoor activities going on where we're not so close to each other, you know, that kind of thing. Some safe spaces for children to learn, support mm-hmm. and socially engage and allow parents to return because 
if you've got a young child and they have to stay home now, you can't. Uh, it has greatly affected mothers. You That's know. absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And and then especially with, you know, maybe black single moms that don't have the support oh. of a partner. Mm. You're, you're absolutely right. It, it has been a tough year. But, you, you know, you just pointed out some some key things that that are really medicinal getting outside in nature mm-hmm. is is a game changer and not not just physically being out there but being out there mentally too so you you can't go on a leisurely walk and think about your problems and and the stuff that you're going through because then you know you're not fully there but to actually start paying attention and being aware when you're outdoors and 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 being aware of your sense perceptions and and you know what you see what you smell what you hear that is so helpful with combating anxiety in fact my husband found uh over the weekend it's really interesting it's a group of blacks who own jeeps and they travel the the country doing off-road riding and mm. camping and I mean it's I would have never known that that was even out there so there there are communities online that you can attach yourself to to start broadening out and just getting outside of your little bubble of you know the way things are especially if you've been socially I've been socially distancing now Vince for a year and let me tell you it, it it's exhausting, yeah. especially when you are still coming up against you know, people that don't think the virus is real and they don't want to wear a mask yeah. and this whole thing. But you have got to do you, yeah. you know, and 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 get to the point where you know if if somebody around you is not wearing a mask or they don't want to get the vaccine or or just I mean you just let that person go be in QAnon land or whatever <laughs> the heck that they believe is. Let them go be on their own little planet yeah. and you take care of you and yours and that means you get the vaccination and you protect yourself and your family and your loved ones. Well, you're so right about getting outdoors. You know, we haven't been together in a while, but you'd be proud of me. I'm not doing it as regular as I should. I, I committed I was going to do, you know, at least three times a week, but I've been walking. Tracy and I, we get out and, you know, walking. <laughs> And, and when, that, when that walk or runner come by that ain't got his mask on, we turn to the other side. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, but, but but it has been very uh, uh, therapeutic. Uh, we feel better, you know. It's been helping yeah. with your digestive system. Oh, oh, wait, wait, McKeep. I even had a colonoscopy since last time we got together, girl. Oh, oh my look, look at you. Go, go, black man. I've go, black man. I've been on a roll trying to get my that's little stuff I'm together. That's what I'm talking about. Look, look at you. You taking care of you. And that's what we have to do as a black community, whether it's this dang COVID virus and, of course, uh, internally with ourselves, our, our bodies, um, yes. our communicating with one another, our, our, our health care, all these things. And they're all intertwined. That's what mm-hmm. also, you know, sometimes irks me is how folks want to pick one thing and say, well, if you just did this. No, we can't do that because all these <laughs> yeah. other things are so jacked up. Absolutely. No, you are absolutely right. Yeah, it takes more than one thing because you, you have to have like a little toolbox and mm. a little kit of, mm-hmm. of your arsenal of things that you do to take care of yourself. You're absolutely right. I just want to touch on just one thing real quick, Vince. Please. You at you 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 mentioned the importance of you know the black fraternities and the sororities. And I just want to mention that my organization, Sigma Gamma Rho, mm-hmm. we actually have a part of the organization that is about research for the black community and it's called community-based research and the platform is called all of us Mm. research and it actually addresses the implications of the tuskegee experiment and why black 
people are hesitant to receive vaccinations or other medications or to be involved in research. And that's the game changer is when you have the researchers, the black researchers that can have a conversation with the potential person that's going to be in the research study or getting the vaccine to tell you, hey, this is what this is. This is what's in it. This is how this thing was, you know, was um, derived in a lab. These are the testings. These are the implications. These are the side effects. When that can come out of your own community, that's what builds the trust. Yes, yes. And you said, I mean, all coming together, too. I mean, when we think about uh, the the, the real changes that have taken place here in America, um, uh, the the March on Washington that led to the Voting Rights Act that we're still, you know, now revisiting again, but it was because there was a, a, a culmination of groups, SCLC, SNCC, CORE, um, the NAACP, they all came together and that's what we have to do, folks. Rich, poor, yes. Uh, yes. Deltas, AKI, you know, I'm not, a, whatever. We need to mm-hmm. come together and then those that have those expertises like yourself uh, and others can present to us and, and, it, and it actually makes a difference and it works it resonates with us say okay mm-hmm. you know I, Makiba mm-hmm. yeah like oh, what, what's the other doctor name what was her name again Karencha Dr. Kizmikia K-I-Z-Z-M-E-K-I-A <laughs> Kizmikia when I see Kizmikia you know talking about it when I see Makiba talking about it like hmm maybe I need to go ahead and like go ahead and get that shot you know yeah, yeah it, it's okay It's because when they first came out you did see you know, some people, they had like the first person to get a shot, I think it was a nurse. It was a black lady. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm not seeing that no more. I'm not no, seeing that. No, I'm not either. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of either. I've seen doctors come on the, their own social media platforms and advocate for black people to get the vaccine. But you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Just that, you, you know, with the media and, and people getting the vaccine live on television, I, I have not seen that much of that either. But I do know that the president of Morehouse School of Medicine got her shot on on television Dr. for Montgomery? that reason. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, she's amazing. She she's amazing. She yes. Is. Morehouse School yes. of Medicine and so you know this this covid is affected the lives of all Americans and you know we are very uh, forgiving and communal people so we like to say all but hey it has really affected us in this black community mm-hmm. in our black Absolutely. community. Social disruption losses more severely than whites, whole lot of factors that have caused this uh, uh to happen and it is uh, because of the inequity the inequalities that we have mm-hmm. in the United States. So what I want to see us do is use this as a springboard to a whole lot of better outcomes for us in, in all kind of, I mean, thank God, the, the, the farmers going to get them a little something. I'm, I'm so happy uh, for the farmers, know. you know, uh, uh, yes. sign a deal, the far, farmers going to get a little something. I haven't got no check. I'm waiting on my little check. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, hey, see what happens when we all come together. We all came together. We voted for Warnock. We voted for Ossoff. We voted for Biden and there are changes that took place. That's how we come out of this stuff working together. Absolutely. No, you're you're absolutely right. And just the fact that there is voter suppression and that people don't want black people in particular to vote, that should light a fire under you as a black person. That's right. You know, as far as okay, they don't want me to vote, that means that there there is power in that single vote that you have because that single vote then becomes collective. That's right. Abs- absolutely, you're absolutely right. 
before we uh, we only got a couple minutes uh, uh, Makiba left but one of the uh, impetuses for this coming out of COVID, I, I really want to help those young people out there. And I know parents who are dealing with their children uh, during this. Because I've heard some you know, stories and you'll hear the stories. However, uh, young people are going through these things, whether they are talking about it or not. Could you give just yeah. a few words of uh, encouragement or advice or some direction uh, for those parents or, or those young people? Sure, sure. Well, I will give some advice just on my own experience. I have two boys at home. One is 25 and one is 21. And just we and we've had conversations during this whole thing of making sure that they're having conversations with me about how they're feeling. Yes. You know, they're you know, they're, we, we do daily mental health check ins. Are you OK? I have gotten off their cases about, you know, keeping the rooms clean. And that's not as important as the mental health stuff. And to create a space within your home where your kid can make mistakes and go through their ups and downs and where you are, are there for them. And, And I think it's so important. This is what I had to learn personally, Vince, what really helps you as a parent in the parent child relationship is when you is when you realize your child is really not here to make you proud mm. and and when when i really started realizing that as a parent that my child is from a higher source they're not mine they're from a higher source and they belong to that higher source their life is not just about living up to my expectations because that was causing me stress and it was causing them stress and when i started looking at okay let me love my kids unconditionally and let me let them be who they are because that's how i want god to look at me and and that's how i want to be loved i want to be loved without condition and just as a parent especially as a black parent because i know i'm speaking from experience Mm. You know, we have this thing of do this, do that. There's an expectation where in the black community, especially if you are middle class black, boy, you better not mess up and mm. don't tell our business outside this house. Mm. So, so, so we have to kind of soften that when it comes to our kids because our kids are going through things and they're not telling us because the space is not has not been created for them. So I encourage black parents that are at home with their kids, no matter what their age, have the conversations with them about how they're feeling and then listen. Don't sit there and think about what you're going to say next. Actually listen. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, (laughs) what can we say? Choir, start singing. (laughs) Ushers, pass that collection plate. That That's right. Well, all that good stuff, girl. You spanked me, Lord. Thank you. We gonna come out of COVID together. We gonna be all right. Raise your hand. Touch your radio. Put your hand on the speaker. Black Metal Matters with Makiba and Vince is back in black, baby. Thank you, Makiba. Thank you so much, baby. So good. My so pleasure. good to have you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Black Metal Matters.